You are listening to the Live Diet Free Podcast. I'm your host, Esther Avant, personal trainer, sports nutritionist, and weight loss coach. I'm here to help you lose weight for the last time without sacrificing your quality of life to do it. So pop your headphones in, go for a walk, and learn how to become the healthiest, happiest, and most confident version of yourself. Welcome to another episode of the Live Diet Free Podcast. Today we're going to talk about how to talk to your family and friends about your weight loss goals and what you might be doing to try to reach them. Something that comes up on a lot of the consult calls that I do with our prospective one-on-one clients is most of the women that we work with and most of you listening to this have done a lot of stuff in the past to try to lose weight. And some of that stuff has been successful temporarily. Some of it has just been a total flop. Some has been really restrictive and miserable for everybody in your vicinity. And what ends up happening is that over time, you've kind of developed this fear of talking about your goals or making it known that you're trying again because you just feel so embarrassed that you've tried before and it hasn't worked and you're blaming yourself for that, obviously. And you may even have gotten comments from your loved ones about, oh, another thing or, you know, why do you keep trying? It never works. And I would hope most of the time they do come from a kind place, even though that doesn't seem like a very kind thing to say. But I know from a lot of the women that we work with and talk to that overall, most husbands, most spouses are pretty supportive of whatever's going to make you happy. And they also love you just the way you are. So they don't necessarily know the extent of how you're feeling about yourself because you do a good job covering it up. And so their reaction is like, just like, why are you even continuing to try? Just you're fine the way you are. I think you're beautiful. And anyway, I'm getting a little distracted here, but point being, you found yourself in this place where you don't really want to talk about it anymore. You feel like you've made these declarations before and then have found yourself embarrassed that it didn't pan out the way you said it was going to. And maybe other people have commented, maybe they haven't, but we're always our own toughest critics. So generally, even if nobody else has said anything, you've made it a thing in your head that it's going to be so embarrassing to admit that you're doing another thing or, you know, what if you try this other thing and it doesn't work again and now you've made it even worse. So I get where you're coming from with all of that. And that's a concern that most of our clients have right from the get go. So one thing I just want to mention is that you don't have to talk about this with anybody if you don't want to. You can just decide, I'm doing this for me. I'm not going to be super vocal about it. I'm just going to make it a priority. I'm going to do what I need to do. And my results will speak for themselves. I'm tired of making these declarations. And I would rather just be kind of the silent. I'm going to put my head down and do the work. And people will notice that rather than being critical of whatever it is I've just said I'm going to do. So that's one piece of it. You can take that approach. What I've seen with most clients, though, is that it feels better being out in the open. We've had some clients who have started out and said, I don't really want to tell my spouse. I know he's not going to be supportive. I'm just going to I'm just going to do me. And typically, two, three weeks in, it just feels like you're kind of carrying this secret and you've got this burden and you're hiding something that is really nothing to be ashamed of or to to be hiding. And generally a conversation ends up happening. 
So that's one situation you might be in, kind of having, having the conversation about what you're doing with your, your partner or the person you live with. Other scenarios where this comes up are just like the social ones, whether it's a holiday gathering where your extended family is gonna be there and you know somebody's always got something to say about somebody's weight, maybe it's yours, maybe it's somebody else's, but it's usually a topic of conversation of who's on what diet or who's looking good and who gained the weight back and, and you just know it's kind of a topic of conversation. And then there's the kind of general socializing with your friends where you know maybe you and your friends often talk about what diets you're doing or how you feel about your bodies. Maybe it's in a critical way where you're all just kind of bashing yourselves and building each other up at the same time. Maybe you feel like you're the only person in your friend group who struggles and that your friends don't get it. Maybe your friends also want to lose weight but aren't putting in the work and would rather kind of keep you with them than see you putting in the effort and kind of doing what they want to do but haven't yet. So there's a bunch of different ways that this can come up. You're probably, as you're listening, you're probably thinking of how this applies to you. So keep that in mind throughout the rest of this. And obviously each scenario is gonna be a little bit different, but there are some commonalities that I want to just touch on. And I'm also gonna kind of give you a little bit of a script that you can mold into your own to have these conversations. So one thing I want you to remember is that you don't owe anybody an explanation. And as uncomfortable as it may be, you can just say, I don't wanna talk about this, thank you, I appreciate your understanding. You can nip conversations in the bud if somebody asks something directly that you don't wanna answer or if you hear somebody being critical of another family member, you can just say, please don't talk about those things in front of me, or I would rather that this isn't a conversation at the dinner table. You have that option. And I know it's not an easy one. It's most of us aren't super comfortable setting those really firm boundaries. And that's a really, <laughs> a really good example of a firm boundary where you kind of can almost um, hear the the, the music come to like a screeching halt where it's like, what did she just say? But do know that that's an option. And if that's your personality or if you're working on just being more assertive and standing up for yourself, maybe you just want to rip the Band-Aid and say, hey, at uh, whatever the next holiday is, uh, at the next holiday, I'm just going to stand up and I'm going to say, we're not talking about my weight ever again, period. You can do that. I know for a lot of us, that's like a nightmare. <laughs> I would never do that personally, but... For some of you, that may be the perfect thing, is you just want to put your foot down and say under no uncertain terms, we're done with this. I'm tired of dreading these interactions, so here you have it. So that's one option. And a lot of this is gonna depend, like I said, A, on, on the situation, on your personality, and your relationship with the other people involved. So you might have a kind of... Um, I don't want to say laid back, but you might you might be somebody who uses humor in uncomfortable situations. Not necessarily self-deprecating, but just to kind of like laugh something off, make a joke out of it so that you're not making people uncomfortable. You can do that too. You can, you know, if somebody makes a comment or asks what you're doing, you can make a joke out of it. And that kind of squashes it right there. You've kept the mood light, but you've also indicated we're not going to go down that road. I also want to remind you that 
as uncomfortable as these situations can be, whether it's somebody wanting you to eat something after you've said no thank you, or if it's your spouse refusing to eat the food that you've prepped or any of those things, is that you are always in control. You get to decide what you do and don't do. And even though it can be uncomfortable, you're still responsible for your actions. So even though it might feel like somebody is making you do something, they're not. Remember that someone else's else's opinion or preferences doesn't get to trump your own unless you let it. And no amount of social discomfort should make you change the things that you're doing to better your health. So keep that in mind, no matter what. I know it's hard, especially if it's the people that you live with who are constantly just kind of down on you of, I don't know why you're trying so hard. You're just going to give up in a couple of weeks anyway. I know it's hard to block that stuff out. And that's a big part of why we're so focused on our community at EA Coaching is we've built up a really great Facebook community and we want our clients to be surrounded by other women who get it. We know that not everybody has the support at home. Not everybody has the doting husband who is like, yes, I'll make whatever you eat and I'll say it's great and I'll help you with the exercise equipment and I'll do whatever I can to support you. Not everybody has that. And it's so important to get the support from somewhere else. So that's what our team of coaches is for. That's what the other women are for to help you realize that even if you don't have that support in your you know, day-to-day life, you have it in us. So one strategy is what I call the dodge and the redirect, where you avoid getting into this back and forth, but you kind of decide when that happens. So if somebody, it, it may be that like you're not opposed to talking about your weight loss goals one-on-one with a cousin, for example, but you don't want to have it at the Thanksgiving table with three generations there and everybody tunes in to listen. So you can make it clear that your decisions aren't up for debate, but that you're open to talking about it at another time. So just kind of laugh it off, give a kind of polite but dismissive answer and then change the subject so that you've kind of made it clear, I'm not going to go down this road. If you feel comfortable doing it, and if necessary, you can arm yourself with a couple of harmless white lies. If it's going to help you avoid having to explain yourself to a coworker who, you know, you couldn't care less about (laughs) looping in, you can, obviously, if you have like a moral opposition to this, then don't. But maybe it would be, I ate before I came, so I'm not super hungry or... I don't feel great. I, can't, I don't know if I can really stomach that right now. Um, I have to save save room for you know something later. You can just kind of pawn these things off and almost like kick the can down the road a little bit. But nobody is going to be focused on what you're doing 100% of the time. So if somebody's like trying to get you to have another drink or eat another piece of pizza, you can just say, yeah, I need a minute. I'm digesting. And know that the conversation probably isn't going to come back there when, when the time comes. So I already mentioned that you can you can make a joke about other people, you know, commenting and, you know, kind of if their goal is to call you out or embarrass you, you can kind of turn that back on them a little bit. I think it's important to remember that no thank you is a complete sentence and that you don't owe an explanation to anyone. You can just decline and add a no thank you to be polite and you don't have to do anything beyond that. You can just stop talking. <laughs> You can smile, let it be awkward for a couple seconds, and then move on. 
So before I wrap up, I wanted to give you an, an example of what I kind of put this together for clients who weren't sure how to have this conversation when they did want to. So what I've been talking about before is when people are making comments and you don't necessarily want to discuss it with them. The other thing that you want to think about, though, is the people that you do want to loop in to what you're doing. You do want their support. You do want their understanding. And you don't want to be kind of hiding what you're doing. And you also don't want to make it this like really big deal. So this is kind of a script that I've put together to help you figure out how to have that conversation. What we do with clients and what you have heard me encourage on other episodes is to spend some time tracking the things that you eat and drink to help you develop awareness about whether those things are supporting your goals, how to put together balanced meals, how to include those indulgences or those formerly bad or off-limit foods and things like that. As much as I encourage that, I know that it can also be a little labor intensive and it can be a little bit uncomfortable when you're out with friends and family. You're likely doing things differently than you have before. And anytime anybody in your social circle is doing something differently, it's you know, a topic of conversation. So like I've mentioned before, this isn't something that you're doing forever, but the awareness and the accountability and the, the knowledge that you're gaining from doing it is really invaluable. So it's important to stick to your guns when you're around other people and not brush it off and say, oh, well, I'll, I'll keep my food journal when I'm at home, but not when I go out because you're missing so much data that's going to help you figure out is your behavior when you go out to eat aligned with your goals. So the point here is being consistent. And in order to do that, you may want to just put it out in the open that you're doing this thing, why you're doing it and how your friends can support you. So you can tweak this script to make it fit you and your personality and, and your friend group or your family, but it would go something like this. I decided recently that I want to make some changes to my health and this part would be if you're, if you're working with a coach, but I've been working with a coach to help me achieve those goals or so something that I'm working on right now is tracking my food and my drinks to help me learn basically just what and how much I'm eating and whether or not those things are supporting my goals. And it's not something that I'm going to do forever, but right now it's a really useful way for me to learn how to reach my goals without cutting out foods that I like or turning down these invitations to come out with you guys. So nothing's off limits or anything. I'm not doing a diet. It's not restrictive, but I do have certain targets that I'm shooting for each day. So this means that I might have a drink, but not as many as I usually do, or I might have dessert, but I won't have the app also, um, or I might just get something different. So you also might notice that I pull my phone out during the meal and I might be doing a little, doing a little math just to make sure that what I'm choosing can fit into my overall plan for the day. And I really like how I'm feeling so far and I like what I'm learning and I'm really confident that this is going to help me not just lose the weight, but also get over a lot of that diet culture stuff that I've picked up. Like that time you guys all remember when I couldn't eat bread and how miserable it made everybody. So I'm really confident that this is going to help me figure this out long-term. And if you'd like to help me help hold me accountable, I'd love that. So what, what that might look like is asking me if I've logged my meal, if I've prepared in advance for what I'm choosing or 
really just don't make fun of me if I pull my phone out or, or anything like that. Your support and understanding means the world to me and I really appreciate it so much. So that's what the conversation can be like. It doesn't have to be something really formal or stiff or like, hey, I wanna call a family meeting, everybody sit down so that I can go through this presentation. It can be this kind of casual, but also heartfelt conversation where you explain enough of what you're doing to get their understanding. You can be specific with what, if anything, they can do to help, or you can just say, I just wanted to let you know because I might be doing things a little bit differently. But my hope is that you'll be able to take bits and pieces of that, tweak it to make it sound like you, but basically just give you a good starting point for a conversation with your loved ones. If you're less self-conscious about tracking or whatever it is that you're doing to lose weight, then you'll be a lot more likely to be consistent. And as hopefully you have picked up by now, consistency is really the key to everything. So I hope this was helpful for you. If you have other questions, if you have anything specific, a situation coming up or a particular family member who you're really kind of dreading talking about it with, make sure you join my Facebook group. It's got the same name as this, the Live Diet Free um, Facebook group, and you can ask in there in the weekly Q&A. As always, I so appreciate you listening. If you have topic ideas, I would love to hear them. You can send them to me through the Facebook group or email. And if you like this podcast, I would really appreciate if you would leave a five-star review or share an episode that you liked on social media just to help spread the word. Talk to you guys soon. Thank you for listening to the Live Diet Free Podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, I would love to have you join me in my Facebook group by the same name, Live Diet Free. This is the most valuable weight loss and lifestyle group on Facebook. I have created it to be more valuable than courses you would pay money for. It has everything from years worth of trainings all about sustainable weight loss on topics that you request to workouts you can do from home, to recipes, to a weekly live Q&A that I do every Monday based on your questions. I would love to have you in there. You can join at estheravanfacebook.com slash groups slash live diet free.